everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Student Space. In this episode, I'm joined by Laura and we're unpacking her double degree at Monash University. She's studying a Bachelor of Business, majoring in Banking and Finance and a Bachelor of Marketing. We chat all about her university experience and how she is honestly just killing it in life. Enjoy! I'd like to begin by respectfully acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulon Nation who are the traditional custodians on this land on which this podcast is recorded on. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening to this podcast. So let's start off and Laura, just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you wanted to do when you were younger. Thanks, Mia. So when I was younger, I went through so many different periods and changes of mind. Um, At one point, I wanted to be a pediatrician and was really set on the medicine path. And at another point, I wanted to be an air traffic controller. Really? Yeah, how (laughs) crazy. So um, I definitely went through so many different phases and um, it took me a really long time to come to the realization that I wanted to work within the business realm. That's awesome. And so reflecting back to your high school days, tell us a little bit about your high school experience. Yeah, so I went to Ivanhoe Girls Grammar School and honestly really loved my high school experience. I felt really part of the Ivanhoe Girls community and really enjoyed my VCE in particular. So I studied English, maths, methods, chemistry, psychology, business management, and I even did Chinese as a vet subject. Oh, wow. Which was something a little bit different. Um, Thoroughly enjoyed it though, but I did actually start studying physics. So I did physics one, two. Yep. And then I decided that wasn't for me, but I'm usually one of those people that sticks with my decisions that I make, but I was really happy and proud of myself that I made the swap over to psychology because I ended up doing really well in that subject and really enjoying that. So very glad that I, um, I made that kind of last minute decision and, and swapped over. I think there's this thing where if you do psych, you end up loving it. I don't know anyone that's hated psychology. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I um, I know that a lot of the, my friends who I did psychology with also loved it. And I think maybe that contributed to my passion for it as well, because we all had such a fun time doing it together. And so when you were in VCE or year 11 and year 12, what, you, what were your aspirations for after high school? Yeah, so in year 11, I remember at my debutante ball, um, re- the um, the MC reading out that my aspiration was to be a pediatrician. Oh, no way. So that was in May of year 11. And um, obviously that's a massive contrast to 12 months later when I was putting in my VTAC preferences and um, I had no medicine courses within my preferences at all and they were all business or commerce related at various different unis around Melbourne. So I think it was, um, yeah, only at the start of year 12, um, even once, you know, the careers fairs and, and open days started coming along that I started thinking about what was going to be, yeah, uh, most enjoyable for me. And I think I realized that I didn't want to do um, the years and years of study required for medicine. Obviously, I completely respect the people that do, but I realized that wasn't 
um, the path that I wanted to take and that I really wanted to be more hands-on and start working a little bit earlier, doing something that I was really passionate about rather than having my head in the books. Yeah, totally. And so what was your first preference? Was it the double degree at Monash? Yeah, it was. So I was so lucky to be able to get the double degree at Monash um, as my first preference and, and receive an offer for that. I'm trying to think what my other preferences were, and I think they were very similar courses at um, La Trobe University, RMIT University, Deakin, and even the University of Melbourne as well. But it's interesting, I suppose, on reflection, I had a similar course at each of these universities. But now I think if I would go back, I would probably have multiple courses from one university and and almost base my decision more around the university that I wanted to go to rather than the specific course that I wanted to apply for just because there's so much flexibility to move around courses once you are in the university that you want to go to. Absolutely. And that's like one thing that I didn't know when I was in VC. Like, for example, you could have done a Bachelor of Business, just a single degree. And then if you had gotten really good marks, then you could have picked up the double. But Absolutely. But we don't know that. No. <laughs> and there's so many different variations of, yeah, my course specifically. So I'm doing a Bachelor of Business and Bachelor of Marketing. But you're right, Mia. I could have done a Bachelor of Business. I could have done a Bachelor of Marketing. I could have done a Bachelor of Arts and then transferred across. I could have done a Bachelor of Business Administration down in um, at the Peninsula Monash campus. There are so many different options and it's so easy to change course and transfer once you're in. And so I think that I I wish I took more time considering the actual university that I wanted to go to rather than the specific details of the, the course that I wanted to study. But then again, it worked out well because you did get your first preference anyway. But it is good for anyone listening how they can approach their VTAC preferences as well. 100%. And so did you ever consider taking a gap year after school or were you just ready to go jump in for more study? At the time, I remember thinking that the, I suppose, four or five months I had off after finishing my VCE exams and then starting university in March was going to be enough of a break for me. I think because I didn't have a clear idea on what I wanted to do or what I would have done with a gap year, it wasn't really appealing for me. Um, But I have many friends who have taken a gap year to travel or to work and to save money to be able to experience other things and completely respect that and their decisions. And um, I think it's totally a personal decision and it's just whatever's best for you. I know the other option is you can always start mid-year at some universities as well. So that's kind of a happy medium, I suppose, you know, starting um, midway through the year, but also getting that bit of a break because after VC, obviously, you definitely deserve a break, don't you? Most definitely, because we're up all hours of the night studying or stressing or cramming for a sack, like, uh, yeah, good times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so let's actually talk about your course. So in the first year of the Bachelor of Business and the Bachelor of Marketing, what kinds of things did you learn in the first year? Yeah. So in the first year, my course covered all of the core units, which at the time I almost didn't see the importance of, but now I can see how 
those foundations have been so helpful in setting me up, not just for the rest of my uni degree, but also for working within the industry as well. So I studied units such as accounting, economics, business law. Unfortunately, that one was definitely a challenging one. Yes, business law. Yes. Um, what else did I do? I did, um, business statistics, marketing management, and, um, like a finance subject. Yeah. And finance as well. Exactly. And so, okay. You did business management in VC, right? Mm -hmm. How closely did that relate to maybe anything that you learned at uni? There was definitely some overlap and it gave me really good foundations for a lot of the knowledge that I learned. However, I suppose after a couple of weeks, you're learning a whole lot more and a whole lot more in depth as well. So I suppose what I'm trying to say is you're not at a massive disadvantage if you haven't done business management and you are wanting to do a business course. And I was going to add, because you did accounting and you did economics at uni, you didn't do those subjects at school. How did you find those? Yeah, I think um, what I liked is that because they were designed as first year units, they were specifically um, tailored for students who hadn't studied those units before. But I know at Monash, there are two different types of accounting first year units, an accounting for managers and a... um, a more complex accounting unit. So the more complex unit was recommended for students who had done accounting previously. So consequently, I chose accounting for managers as I knew that accounting wasn't going to be my career path or something that I wanted to specialize in. So it was good that there was the option there and that um, those students who were passionate about accounting and had studied before were able to dive straight into more complicated and complex learning okay that totally makes sense so if you had a do-over would you have done economics vc or vc accounting or thought no you didn't need it see this is a hard one because i think i would definitely have had potentially a smoother transition into university if i was a little bit more familiar with the content matter however i really enjoyed the units that i studied in vce and so almost wouldn't like to have to replace one of them with economics or accounting. But I suppose one piece of advice that I'd like to touch on now is that in my course particularly, you can choose which of the core units you want to do in first semester or second semester. So on reflection, I would have picked the units that I was more familiar with or had done at, at school in my first semester just to help with that transition to university and then saved those maybe more complex or units that I hadn't really um, been exposed to before for second semester once I'd gotten the swing of university how it works and the different structure and learning style yeah absolutely that's actually some really great advice so like you want to go in you want to settle yourself and do subjects that you're comfortable and familiar with as opposed to jumping straight into say like the business statistics and the economics and and things that you just maybe have no idea about (laughs) yeah and I think uh, and I was I was exactly the same. I just followed the course map exactly as it was stated on the website. And now I realize how much flexibility I had that I didn't know about in terms of structuring the course to best suit me. 
So I'd really encourage you all to um, reach out to course advisors when you do first start at university, if that's what you're doing, to see what flexibility you have to really set yourself up for the best success, especially in those first couple of months. Absolutely. And so did you know anyone in your course or did you transition like just by yourself? No. So very few people from my university ended up going to Monash. A lot of them went to universities that were a little bit closer to home, such as La Trobe or RMIT. So I was the only student in my course from my high school. So it was a little bit daunting not knowing anyone, but there were a lot of welcome activities and events that I threw myself into from the start. So I really um, was able to make friends from day one. So this is what I was going to ask. Perfect. Like, how did you make friends essentially? Because I know it's so daunting. And did you go to these activities by yourself? Yeah, it was so daunting. And I'm so proud of myself on reflection. Absolutely. Of being so willing to put myself out there and to make friends with people who I'd never met before, never heard of. But I think what I remembered is that we are all in the same boat and we were all new to Monash University and because of that we had something in common which I think made it a little bit easier to get along with and chat to them about and so I went along to a few of the events during orientation week there was a beach day oh that's fun yeah it was so much fun And um, I'm still friends with some of the girls that I met on beach day now to this day, um, three and a half years years later. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so that's like the social life. So it was great. You just have to put yourself out there. But what about like the study life? So what was your workload? How much were you on campus? Yeah. So my tactic in first year was to be on campus for as few days as possible. And that's very common. You'll find. It is. And on reflection, I almost wish that I didn't plan my timetable so meticulously so that I had more free time on campus to be able to study in the library and bump into friends or to, um, you know, go out for coffee with the person that you met in the class. But because I jam-packed my timetable in so tightly, I almost didn't have that buffer time, unfortunately. But my workload was about 12 hours per week and I went in two days and then obviously study at home in addition to that. So definitely manageable with a part-time job. I think at the time I was working about 15 hours a week at the local office works. Love it. Yep. So um, totally manageable, but yeah, on reflection, I wish I had a little bit more time in between classes to be able to study or catch up or go out for lunch with the people that I'd been um, yeah, in that class with. Absolutely. It's kind of almost like if you're there and you have free time, you're forced to be social and you're forced yeah. to be friendly. But if you have your classes back to back, which I admit I did as well, mm-hmm. I went into uni and then I left and then there was just yeah. no socializing, which I do regret. Yeah, no, absolutely. And obviously there's pros and cons to both and it depends on your own schedule and what you've got going on. But I would encourage, I suppose, all the listeners to try and add some time in where they can have that flexibility to meet up with group assignment partners even or um, group work or team members um, so that they can work on assignments together in person rather than um, individually at home. 
Absolutely. And so you're in your first year, it's all going well. Talk me through the rest of the degree, how it pans out, because ultimately you're doing a double degree. So how or when do you choose your majors or decide, okay, I want to focus on this particular area? Yes. So at the end of first year is when you really have to make the decision on which major you want to start. Now, in my course, I had the flexibility to be able to change it. So at the end of my first year, I actually chose to major in management. Okay. And that was mainly because I did really well in the first year management unit and really enjoyed it and thought that management was a career path that I would likely go into. So it just seemed like the most logical fit. So I started in management in my second year, first semester, and did a couple of management units and quickly realized that it wasn't exactly like the first year management unit. So I ended up changing over to banking and finance as I found it a little more practical rather than theoretical. Yep. And it inevitably, I thought it was going to make me more employable and differentiate me from other students than just having a management degree because at Monash University doing a double degree in management and marketing is very, very common. And so I wanted to do something a little bit different so that I suppose I had an edge on the others in my cohort so that I would be more employable and be able to land jobs and internships that I really wanted. And so out of the whole you did management and then you did some finance um, subjects or banking and finance. What about subjects outside of those? Did you have much room for fun electives or random crazy stuff outside of like the commerce business space? Yeah. So there definitely is room for fun, crazy units outside, I suppose, the, the traditional core and major units within the degree. What I ended up doing, which I think was a really smart decision, was saving them until a little bit later once I had a clearer idea of what it was that I wanted to be doing. And that's so that I had the flexibility to be able to go on an exchange if I wanted to. Obviously, COVID put a spanner in the works. Of course it did, yes. (laughs) But having that flexibility later in my degree was something that I really valued. Um, I was able to get a overseas study tour in before COVID. Which we will talk about, don't you worry. So um, saving those units um, until a little bit later when I had a clearer idea on what I wanted to do, I think was the best decision for me. And there are so many different units to choose from at Monash. If I wanted to, I could do an African drumming elective or study anything from basically any other faculty and just give it a go and try it out. But as I've gotten closer to the end of my degree and and no longer could use those electives on an exchange or something like that, I've realized that I honestly wanted to do some more marketing units because I realized that that was something that I was really enjoying. I was doing well in those units and I just found myself gravitating towards studying for those units first. So I ended up using some of my free electives on more marketing units. Why not? So... Completely personal decision and obviously that's something that you can do as well, but I could have definitely done some African drumming or some other really random wacky units if I wanted. Absolutely. Or even there's like psychology or science ones or 
property ones. And I know, yeah. were you at Caulfield or Clayton campus? Caulfield campus. Okay, cool. So if you did want to do a subject that was on Clayton, you can get, I think there's a bus there. Is that right? Yeah, there's just a little shuttle bus you can hop on. And I did a Clayton unit in semester one this year, actually. So I traveled over, um, did my Caulfield classes in the morning and then went over to Clayton for the afternoon for my one Clayton class. And yeah, was in a class with other um, students, most of which were from Clayton. So that was great being able to meet them because I hadn't really had much exposure or met many students studying um, commerce on Clayton before. Absolutely. Okay, so now let's talk about putting all this theory into practice. So you're learning all about um, marketing and you're really like nailing down into your marketing major for one, and then you're really nailing down onto the banking and finance. But I know like a huge part of any business or commerce degree is gaining like some sort of internship experience. And it's a really great way to differentiate yourself. So is this a part of your course or did you go out and apply for external internships? Great question. So at Monash, it's not a specific core requirement of your course, but it is something that you can fit into your course and credit towards your course. So I was lucky enough to do two internships and a third coming up credited to my course, which has been super useful in providing me structure to the learning that I've had and also making sure that I've been able to balance my other units and um, my internship as well. So they are called work integrated learning units at Monash University. Will. Will. Yeah, I've yes, heard of that. <laughs> exactly. So there's two options. There's a self-sourced unit where you can find your own internship and then credit it towards your course or you can have a Monash sourced internship where Monash will help you to find an internship that's the right fit for you and then you'll do that over the course of the semester. Wow okay so a few things for anyone listening so these internships I'm assuming are paid internships right? No not necessarily. So the work integrated learning internships um, are more often than not unpaid because they are credited towards your course so in the same way that education students will do a a placement within a school um, commerce and business students can do a placement within an organization some placements um, most most of the time self-source placements will often be paid so I suppose if you're lucky enough to be able to get a paid placement that's an absolute bonus and it means that you yeah have a little bit of income to um, support you through while you do have most likely time off paid work but the good thing about um, the work work integrated learning units at Monash is there's usually a lot of flexibility which means that you might do your internship for one day a week for 12 weeks which most of the time makes it possible for you to continue working in a part-time or casual job in some capacity which is super handy rather than I suppose having weeks off at a time to do a full-time placement. And so the work integrated learning or placement, is that a subject that you get credits for? Yeah, that's right. So you have to do a few assignments um, and you do have to apply for it. So you do need to be selected and have a minimum GPA um, and a minimum WAM, which um, are, I suppose, the university scoring system. Yep. So like your weighted average mark has to be a certain amount or something. Now... 
do you want to tell us about one of your internship experiences? It can be anything. What kinds of things did you do? Well, actually start us off. How did you find the internship? Like what was the application process like? And then what did you do once you were there? Yeah. So one of the internships that I did was as a vacationer, which is a fancy word for a summer intern. Yep. Love that. In your vacation time. Yes, exactly. Um, So I was a vacationer at Deloitte Digital in the customer strategy and experience design team. So for Deloitte, the application process is on the more extensive side, but I was lucky enough to have been proactive and participated in a Deloitte Insider program, which was for when I was in my first or second year. So this gave me almost a fast track through to the interview process for the Vacationer program, which I would highly recommend for any listeners out there if you're wanting to explore consulting as a career, because it gave me the insider edge and um, lots of tips on how I could nail that interview and assessment center process for the Vacationer role. So I, um, yeah, so I applied through that, did a, a, an assessment center with a case study and an individual one-on-one interview and then was offered a role. Wow. So that was the application process. And for anyone listening, this is typical for most of like the big firms, um, in consulting or in accounting, they typically have, um, a lot of different rounds where you might have to do like an online kind of game simulated task and assess assessment center, which pretty much is like a big group interview. Then a normal interview, maybe you have two of those. Um, So it's, it's crazy big. It's great news that you got it. And then when you were there, what kinds of things did you learn or what did you do day to day? Yeah. So when I was there, it was four weeks full time over summer. So I did a lot of things from attending team meetings, client meetings, client workshops. I had one workshop at 6 a.m. in the morning because we were working with a American client. Oh my goodness. So working with time zones as well. So that was something a bit different that I hadn't had to deal with before. Um, What else did I do? I did lots of PowerPoint and lots of using Word and Excel as well. We did a few online courses and LinkedIn learning while we were there just to fill in any free time that we had to make sure that we always had something to do to keep us busy so we were never bored. And we had a few activities specifically designed for the vacationers. And so we did a little competition in teams to um, present some kind of reflection on our four weeks And um, it could have been a podcast or a brochure or something like that to reflect on what we'd learned and the people that we'd spoken to. So it was really well designed and gave us lots of, of different snippets of what it's like to work in the real world, I suppose. If a student is listening, I know that it might be in high school, but if they are stressed or if they miss out on getting like a vacation, a position or an internship, how else can they gain experience? Yeah, there are so many volunteer opportunities at university 
and such great ways to gain experience. So for example, as a student studying marketing, there are so many not-for-profit organizations or social enterprises or even university clubs that need marketing offices. So students to run the social media and to look after those basic social media and marketing functions on their behalf. So even just reaching out to a small not-for-profit organization and and seeing if they want any help with their social media is a great way for a marketing student to get experience. But there are a lot of clubs at Monash University and other universities such as 180 Degrees Consulting, which are basically designed as work experience opportunities for students. So 180 Degrees Consulting is a not-for-profit student-led consultancy and we work in project teams to deliver consulting advice to small not-for-profit organisations around Victoria but also around Australia and globally as well. So it is such a great organization and opportunity for students specifically to get that experience. So I've had the opportunity to work as both a project consultant as well as director of marketing and director of events. So have gained really invaluable skills as part of that team and all, um, yeah, without having to apply for a job. That's actually really cool and it segues beautifully to the next part, which I was going to chat to you about, about networking. So joining these clubs, joining these societies are, of course, an excellent way to network and to develop your skills. Tell me about the opportunities you got to network. And I do understand that you were president of the Monash Marketing Students Society, as well as the 180 Degrees Consulting. So how does how do all these work in, together? Yeah, so there are so many networking opportunities for you to take advantage of at university. So as part of the Monash Marketing Student Society, we have a dual focus in providing opportunities for socializing and fun social events for students, but also bridging the gap between university and the real corporate world and how to get those experiences and basically land a job. So As part of the Monash Marketing Student Society, I've been a professional coordinator, professional director and the president, and we've run a lot of different networking events such as corporate cocktails, beers with peers, industry insights and the like. And they have all been really great opportunities to network with industry professionals, a lot of whom are only a few years older than us. So it makes it I suppose, less intimidating to talk to them because it feels like you're just talking to a friend rather than talking to someone who is, I suppose, a lot older than you. Absolutely. So do you recommend first year students join these clubs? Obviously, they won't join as the president, but what would their role be in these clubs? I couldn't recommend joining a club enough. It has honestly been one of the best experiences during university so yes join a club there are so many I suppose first year positions or opportunities for first year students in fact we love having first years on because they bring so much energy and are so excited to be part of the team 
So they traditionally come on in a coordinator role and often will help support the um, teams, whether it's the professional team, the communications team or the social team in delivering events and initiatives and activities. And that gives them a great opportunity to explore that area, see if it's something that they're interested in. We've had a lot of first years jump on as a coordinator in the professional team and then decide that they wanted to move across to the social team to try something different or they've decided to move to the communications team and try being the social media officer. So there's lots of opportunity to move around as well and lots of opportunities for first year students to get involved and no experience required and on that note I should also add if you want to join say the marketing students association but you don't study marketing that's totally okay absolutely that's totally okay you don't need to study the um yeah like the, the focus of the thing exactly yeah you can join whatever club that you want and there are so many clubs at Monash it is crazy and, and at other universities as well there's basically one for everything that you would ever be interested in um there's there's a muggles club that I think is for Harry Potter fans there's a photography club there's a club for every sport that you can think of including ones I've never heard of before (laughs) like Quidditch I'm sure yeah yeah exactly so so many different opportunities and the best way to find out about them all is heading to either open day or orientation week and just having a walk around and chatting to the different people and seeing what's there and what takes your fancy Love it. And so let's go back now to the travel opportunity. Now, I understand that COVID did maybe crush your dreams of going on exchange, but what subjects or opportunities to travel did you get a chance to do? Yes. So I was lucky enough to have two international travel opportunities whilst I've been at Monash. So the first was to New York City as part of the Monash Global Discovery Program. My mouth has dropped. That is incredible. It was incredible and we went to New York for 10 days and networked with Monash alumni who were living and working over there who studied at Monash so we had something in common and they wanted to get to know us the next generation of Monash University students and we got the ability to chat to them about their journey how they ended up in New York what they're doing now and go in and visit their companies and see what it's all about. So how did you Firstly, how did you find out of this opportunity and then what requirements were you to like, like what did you have to do to apply? Yeah. So firstly, it was through an email. So my advice is check your emails. Everyone, check your emails. I know in school we never check our emails no. because we get like um, bombarded with a bajillion. But uni, this is where you find out of all the cool information. Exactly. And I find that uni often only emails you about things once. They won't follow up necessarily unless it's on a super important thing like paying your fees yes. <laughs> or your timetable or something like that. But all of the other opportunities will often only get into your inbox once. And so it's up to you to be able to, I suppose, see those and take those with both hands. So that's how I found out about this opportunity to New York. And in terms of the application process, I had to make a video 
uh, which was a little bit different. I hadn't made a video before at that stage. So I had to make a 30 second video on what my impact would be in my, I suppose, future and career and also a 500 word essay elaborating on that and explaining that further. And then it was a very similar application process to other internships and opportunities like that in that we did a group assessment and then an individual interview just so that they could get to know us a little bit better and make sure that we were there for the right reasons as well. Wow, that is so cool. And so your second opportunity overseas, what did you do? So that was a marketing specific tour. So we learned about cross-border marketing Um, across Asia and Europe. So traveled to Dubai, Mumbai, Paris, Prague, and Milan. With uni. With uni. What? Yes, it was phenomenal. That is amazing. Mm. I'm shocked. I should have gone to Monash. (laughs) Damn it. Um, So it was three and a half jam-packed weeks. And we got to visit companies from each of those cities, learn about marketing for those companies and their specifics to those countries as well and then at the end of the trip we did a pitch basically recommending an Australian brand to launch into one of these five overseas markets and how they would going how they would go about doing that so it was really practical at the same time as learning and and talking to these people and visiting these countries That is incredible. Wow. And so again, check your emails, look out for the opportunities and just apply for it because you never know. You could be in Mumbai, you could be in New York, you could be anywhere. Exactly. And the other thing I'll touch on is there is financial support available at university. I know during high school, there are some, some high schools offer trips and experiences, but they're not always accessible for everyone. However, at uni, there are lots of government grants and support available to help you be able to study overseas, which I think is amazing because it means that no one misses out and everyone can have that experience if they want it. Wow. And you know what? The way to find out about it is just to call it the uni or go and visit the student support center or whatever it's called and just ask exactly okay and so nearing the end of your degree so you were almost finished this crazy four years what are the next steps to start in your career so what jobs are available to you now that you will be graduating with a bachelor of business in banking and finance and then a bachelor of marketing so many almost too many jobs and opportunities that are available and I think there are more available to students who have made the most of their university experience. So I suppose there are lots of opportunities available for Bachelor of Business and Bachelor of Marketing students. And you can almost go into any business or commerce role or graduate program. But to end up securing one of those offers or um, landing one of those roles, you really do need to have differentiated yourself throughout your three or four years or more at university to have something to talk about in interviews and to have something that gives you a competitive edge over the others in your cohort. Because these graduate programs have thousands and thousands of students apply And it is really competitive and really hard to find 
an opportunity that is right for you. So you need to make sure that you've done something throughout your degree that makes you you and differentiates you from all of the thousands of other candidates that are also wanting that graduate role. Absolutely. And so pretty much what you're talking about is anyone can differentiate themselves in a way that's like relevant to them. So for example, it's like you being the president of the Monash Marketing Student Society or being involved in like um, 180 degrees consulting or even just like having internship experience. It could be the form of anything, but just like... Yeah, yeah, exactly, Mia. But it could be something even, I suppose, more simpler than that. It could just be that you have been heavily involved in a sporting club outside of university and have maybe taken on a treasurer or secretary role there. Or it could be that you've done some volunteering outside of university altogether with your local scouts club or something that you're passionate about. You can make a way for that to be some kind of leadership role or or get involved a little bit deeper into that, such as some of my friends um, are DAV adjudicators. So they do adjudicating adjudication for debating which some of you may be doing at the moment during high school so whatever it is that you're passionate about you can find a way to make that differentiate you by taking on a little bit extra responsibility or doing something a little bit more than everyone else absolutely have you ever considered more study after uni definitely something I have considered it won't be something that I'm doing straight away so I will be finishing my double degree and heading into the workforce but I wouldn't be surprised if I end up studying a master's later down the track or even a MBA yeah cool so we'll just see what happens and um, where the next few years take me but for the moment I think I've, I've finished um, and I'm ready to close the books and to jump into some practical work definitely and lastly and I ask everyone this what's something that you wish you knew when you were in year 11 and year 12 and it doesn't have to be about study can be about anything I think my advice to my younger self would be to keep putting myself out there and to have confidence in myself as well I think it took me a long time after finishing high school to get the confidence back that I had during high school. I think I was a quite confident individual when I was in year 12. I was a prefect at school and really comfortable in my friendship group and just had a really fun time. But once you start uni, it's all, um, you kind of starting from scratch again. And I think I lost a lot of that confidence. I had to go after different opportunities and different experiences And so my advice is to just be confident, to put yourself out there and to put your hand up and say yes to everything because you never know what you might get out of it. Absolutely. Like, you know, you could end up in New York. You could end up in Dubai. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? The opportunities are endless. And I think that's one of the really exciting things about this phase transitioning from school to university. And you're right, the sky's the limit. What great way to end. And lastly, if anyone listening has any more questions about Monash or maybe a double degree or even about the singular, so Bachelor of Marketing or Bachelor of Business majoring in banking and finance, I will link your LinkedIn for everyone to find you. Um, But yes, thank you. 
No worries. Thanks for having me on, Mia. And definitely reach out if you have any questions. More than happy to share my story and advice. Thank you so much. If you like this episode of The Student Space, you can find us on Instagram at the.studentspace and it's just The Student Space on Facebook and LinkedIn. Also, if you have any requests for podcast episodes in the future, do reach out to us on Instagram DM and I'll make that happen. If you'd like to support us further, follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Alternatively, I would love for you to leave a review. Thanks, everyone. Bye.